Thursday this evening, Roseanne is presenting a candle dispenser for 29 years. was here and there was another guy sharing he was in the mafia and he, <laughs> he was talking about how he broke somebody's knees and, <laughs> and I don't want to get him mad <laughs> but uh, anyway uh, I was going to uh, talk on humility as a subject tonight and uh, I'm a little disappointed on the size of the crowd so I think I'll wait on that <laughs> and uh, Maybe uh, just start off with a little uh, experience, strength, and hope. <laughs> uh, well, um, I was born in uh, the state of New York, and I moved to L.A. when I was one. And uh, uh, <clears throat> I um, grew up in East L.A., and uh, that was before they had a state college out there. In fact, the freeway was just being put in, the, uh, the, uh, the 10 freeway. I remember as a little kid seeing all those big uh, bulldozers and what have you. And uh, anyhow, um, uh, my first encounter with the nefarious substances of food, or derivatives thereof, was with x lax <laughs> And, uh, you know, a little kid of five years old doesn't know the difference. Uh, at least I didn't. It looked like it. It smelled like it. It tasted like it. I thought it was chocolate. And in those days, this is probably about 1950, and I don't know, uh, but anyway, in those days, they had, you know, the giant size x lights. It was a ball like that. And when my parents woke up, I had a habit of kind of getting up in the morning and, you know, preparing my, my, my own before breakfast. This is at five, or maybe I was six at the most. And they saw the silver foil, and they just knew what was going on, and they rushed me 
to County General, uh, you know, not far away, and they pumped my stomach. And I still, you know, can recall that cold, cold steel table and the nurse that was just a bitch, you know, (laughs) giving me, you know, making me, pumping my stomach. And so anyway, uh, that... That really stuck in my mind. I've always remembered that. It's never, and you know, I don't think I've ever had X lax again. <laughs> yeah, my path, uh, my path uh, in in compulsive overeating, um, kind of uh, grew from that. Uh, from that, I, I remember uh, I had also some. Um, I was, the school would call up my parents from time to time, and they would inform them that their uh, their son, Spencer, was having some uh, difficulty in getting along with some of the kids. And uh, I was called on the carpet uh, numerous times. I remember this is in kindergarten, first grade, second grade. And uh, I remember uh, when I'd get sent home from school, I always had a stash of money. And I got that in different ways. I had a coin collection, but I, I was also, if I was short, or if I didn't want to give up a good coin, I'd steal something from my father's uh, pockets. And I did that quite a bit, but I always had money for the uh, Helms Bakery truck. And they would have a, a whistle, you know, a two-tone whistle. And uh, it was like one of the most beautiful sounds. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, a, a donut was a nickel back then and and you know a quarter you were home free with a quarter with a dollar man forget it but I would stay home and that's what I would do is I'd eat uh, I'd eat those uh, those donuts so, although I was a smart kid uh, they told me uh, they told my parents in school he was a, he was intelligent but um, uh, had a, oh potential was the word <laughs> But I never seemed to live up to that the potential that they had thought I, I should. And, and so, but along with that, I always, at the helm of truck breaker, just so the guy wouldn't think I was a glutton, you know, at seven, eight, nine years old, I always ordered a, um, it was three cents, what, it was called a French roll, just a plain roll. And I have no, I, I, no designs on eating it, I never did, I just threw it out. It was to just kind of, throw him off the mark that I was, you know, into donuts and, and all of that. How can a kid at, at that age, you know, think of something like that? But I probably learned, you know. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, my parents were concerned about um, a few things. I was seeing a psychologist. I think I went to see a shrink. I remember going out to UCLA and playing with some blocks and doing something, and uh, that didn't last too long. And, uh, and then, uh, so, I was, a, I was getting fat as a kid. I don't know how fat I was, but I was a fat kid, probably 20, 30 pounds. I have no idea of remembering, but they sent me to a diet doctor uh, in Pasadena, and I remember... Uh, this was a, a doctor who, um, you know, a nice man. It was a big office, too. And it was a, um, uh, I would take, I would take uh, methadrine. They'd give me a shot of that every week, I think. I went or every two weeks. And then I'd take some other little pills, which was also speed, a speed derivative. 
And that's and, and then I took a thyroid pill because they took this blood work and they said, well, he has a thyroid. That's his deal. And uh, gosh, I'll never forget. They gave me a beaker. It was a scientific, you know, beaker, uh, two liters. Or it was a big size of sugar water to take this test. I'll never forget it. And uh, you know, I've never been partial to Kool-Aid after that either. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow. Um, what I would do, you know, and my father was just a working class guy, a civil servant, and my mother worked as well. And um, But I'd get off to school, and I'd take the bus, and there was a, oh, I'd get on the, just where I had to wait for the bus, there was a Curry's ice cream stand. Now, Curry's was like Dairy Queen back in the 50s. And I'd stop off at, at, the, at the Curry's, and get uh, my favorite thing, which I won't mention. Use your imagination. And I take the bus and I go to Pasadena and I get my my shots, you know, and uh, I get a shot. And it was, and anyway, nothing was happening. I wasn't losing any weight. And, you know, and, and my dad, my dad uh, was, um, my dad was a. Uh, an angry man would be, you know, putting it lightly. And he just didn't, uh, he didn't go for the whole deal, and he'd get into a rage, and uh, so anyway, and my mother would get in between us, you know, because he he scared the shit out of me growing up, but uh, I just wasn't getting it, and uh, I wasn't doing it. And what I was doing is I was giving him a big finger. I, was, I, didn't, want to, I didn't want to lose weight. I, I wanted to eat. And I wanted to eat because I was hurting so bad. I was hurting so bad. I wasn't getting what I needed from him or from from my mother. I just wasn't feeling loved as a kid. And I wanted to eat to just kind of push it up, push it away, push it down. I don't know. But I didn't know that's what it was then. I had no idea. I only know it later later on, you know, coming into the program of OA. So, anyhow... uh, Um, I got into high school, and by now I'm in the 12th grade, and I weighed about 275, which is pretty big for a kid. And um, uh, I, all the kids, uh, we moved from the east side of town to uh, Beverly Hills. And uh, my uh, father was running for office in in Beverly Hills, uh, some political office, and it didn't fly, but we ended up staying there. And we were in the, the low-rent district of, of Beverly Hills. And I felt, and, and here I was in a completely different environment. And I felt so de- uh, deprived. And, and, and uh, uh, all the kids, it seemed to me, all had an XKE. They had just come in, came out. This was 1962. A Jaguar XKE. It was just a There was a couple of kids that had that, and there was the Corvette had been out for a few years, and there were several Corvettes. And then, you know, and I had a motor scooter, and I and I felt so, uh, you know, and I, and I compared myself to those to those guys, and of course they had the hot little 17-year-old cheerleaders. They were, you know, they were jocks and they would have the, you know, the nice babe and, the, and, and here I was, this fat guy. I had such a low opinion of myself. And anyhow, they're all talking about where they're going to go to school. You know, Yale and Harvard and 
blah, 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 blah. And I wasn't, I was a C-minus student in high school. And uh, somehow, though, I got it in my head. I wanted to be in the Navy, and I wanted to go on submarines. Maybe I saw a movie. I don't know what it was. I want to be on submarines. So I went to another shot doctor in Beverly Hills. Same kind of doc. Same shots, same pills, same thing. And I lost all the weight that came off. And, uh, you know, I was just uh, a normal weight uh, uh, when I graduated. And um, I did not go to my high school prom. Uh, There's a girl that uh, uh, I was friendly with, but I was afraid to ask her. I just had such a low opinion of, of Spencer. I didn't go. But I went into the Navy, and um, I got into submarines, and I got through submarines. I was on them. I had a wonderful experience in the Navy. I was in there for four years. And um, uh, I was only later to find out, uh, maybe about five, ten years ago, that um, out of... uh, uh, one out of about 1,500 people uh, get to where I was in, in, on submarine service. They just filter through a lot of people. So I was really motivated, evidently, and I really was able to uh, uh, make that happen for me. And um, so anyway, I had that experience, and I, I was in the service. Uh, I was just, um, I was, I did just enough to keep out of trouble. But I really, after a short time, the discipline and listening to what people, you know, taking orders. <laughs> God, it was just more than I could. I just wanted out. And so I did my time. I was 17 when I went in, and I came out 21. And um, <clears throat> uh, when I came out of the service, uh, I, um, I was a normal weight. And uh, I... Um, started going to City College out here in Santa Monica, and uh, I uh, met a girl uh, at a party, and uh, we went together for about a, a couple of years, and uh, we, ended, we, we ended up getting married, and uh, I got married in 1968 to this gal, and she was a wonderful gal, just a, a, really, uh, a really sweet woman of a sweet family. And um, um, I, um, I don't want to digress too much, but I, I think while she was going to UCLA, I was going to City College, and I went to, I went to uh, uh, a lecture there by a guy. I'd only heard his name. I didn't know anything about him, but his name was Timothy Leary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought <laughs> I thought that I'd heard uh, the Sermon on the Mountain from this guy. <laughs> I mean, you talk about getting the hook. You know, I, I just said, this guy has got exactly what I want. And I've never, never done any, any drugs or anything, and in a very short time, I was uh, uh, smoking dope and taking uh, some... Uh, Hallucinogenics, LSD, and uh, it, it only took—I uh, uh, think I took it twice, LSD, along with a couple other things. But my my drugging days did not last too long, and I was in a, a psychiatric hospital. Lickety split, lickety split. I was just uh, 
I nearly lost my mind. I just, uh, uh, I can still recall, uh, I had flashbacks for 10 years uh, from taking LSD. And um, uh, uh, I don't know exactly what what starts what, but anyway, I just knew I got away from that whole scene I was with. I was living in Venice, got away from all those kind of people. Um, I was married now, and um, I had a little job here, or I had a job there, but uh, more or less everything was fine, except uh, you know, I escaped, I escaped what I thought was just um, a fate worse than death, was uh, that LSD experience. And uh, uh, I put on 150 pounds in about two years. And uh, it just came, I mean, you know, I'd had a trouble with, with my weight over the years, but here, uh, all of a sudden, boom, I put on 150 pounds. So I tried many, many different diets. Uh, I was probably about uh, in my, um, I was probably about 23 tried several different diets. I went to college. I graduated uh, uh, college. Um, uh, I went to the, they call it the University of uh, Fresno now. It was a state college. And I, 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 went, I just loved philosophy. I loved Far Eastern studies. And I, I ended up uh, graduating uh, summa cum laude. And I just really, you know, when, when, uh, when I'm focused and I'm doing something that, that grabs me, I'm able to um, uh, evidently uh, get with it. So uh, that surprised me. I was the first you know, graduate of college, anyone in my family. And also I was the only one there at my, uh, except for my wife at my graduation. Mm-hmm. That's uh, uh, one of the things I can remember about that. But uh, anyway, I heard about, uh, I was about 318 pounds to be exact. Uh, I was 20... Uh, uh, I don't remember uh, 25, 26, but I went to. I heard about Weight Watchers, and I went into Weight Watchers. This is like 1972, and I lost all my weight. I lost 150 pounds, or whatever it was, and I uh, just looked fantastic. And uh, I said, "This I'll never get fat again." I don't know. You know, you've all heard that one, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, we had a wonderful speaker up in Santa Barbara last night. He said it, la- it lasted for about uh, 10 minutes. And mine lasted for about the same amount of time. I stayed at that goal weight for 10 minutes. And then you know how it works. Slowly but surely. Ch-chunk. <laughs> and the pants get tighter. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm 33 years old. And... Uh, uh, I put back just about all of it. I, I, I got I, actually I, I I came into Overeaters Anonymous um, in 1978, and I, I I was up to about 275 again. And I never thought I'd get fat again after that Weight Watcher experience. And uh, uh, I um, <coughs> was still married at the time, and um, I saw an article in the paper: Are you addicted to food? And uh, I put that on the refrigerator, and for two years, uh, it's, it stayed there. And uh, finally, uh, I called it, and uh, the lady said, um, uh, told me the time of the meeting. This was a little place in Malibu. 
a little community church. And uh, so I went, uh, and um, uh, I said, are there going to be any men here? She was writing happy faces on the blackboard or something. <laughs> and she said, it's unlikely. You know, and uh, uh, But I, I sat down. And I had a full beard, and I, I think I was smoking a cigar then, you know, a little community room. Uh, I was 33 years old, and it was a group of women of about seven women. And uh, the leader of that meeting was a young gal. She was about 22, 23 years old, and she'd lost 10 pounds or whatever it was. And she was so high. She was as high as a kite, so happy. She was so grateful. And uh, uh, about not eating compulsively anymore. But when she talked, this is my first meeting. I swear, I'm, I'm not kidding you. I swear, you can, you know, unless I was having another flashback, there was a, a, a halo around her head. That's what I saw. And then it went around to each person around the thing, and finally there was this. They were all in moo-moos, the, the ladies. You know, they were this big size. I said, "What is this one going to have to say?" And they'd say something wonderful. They talked about feelings. I'd never heard anybody talk about feelings this way. And finally, uh, it came around to me, and they said, would you uh, like to introduce yourself? This is your first meeting, so I know what it's like. And I said, in a very high voice, I'll be back. And uh, I've been coming back for 29 years. I've never left over years. Because... This is a poor metaphor, but because I know which side of the bread my it's buttered, <laughs> um, I knew that I found what I've been looking for my whole life. I knew what I found uh, when I was a kid. I, I, I was always kind of spiritually orientated, and um, I always wanted to find a relationship with spirit, even as a kid. And uh, it really pissed my dad off, but that's how it was. You know, he wanted me to. You know, he, he, I was brought up in a Jewish uh, Jewish home, but nobody practiced it. But you know, uh, and I just rebelled. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, take any education in, in Judaism. And, uh, but um, I sure, uh, I, I sure had that inclination, even as a kid. Well, anyway, um, I, I came into OA, and um, I just, uh, I just thought this was the greatest thing. Something. It just rang something within me. It was like, um, you know, the Holy Grail. It was like, uh, you know, hearing your enthusiasm with your 90 days, uh, it was like, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. And not to be thin. Yeah, I wanted to be a normal weight. But I wanted that place within myself that I never, that I saw other people have, that I saw the thin people have, or normal people have, but I never could feel it within myself. I wanted that. And I thought that this is where I'm going to find it. And for the most, for the most part, um, my instincts were 100%, and that's why I've never left. I got a sponsor in a very short time. Um, back then, uh, this, is in this, in the, this was 1978, the gray sheet was the... Uh, thing people were doing uh, people were doing other things but that's you know uh, my sponsor had uh, taken off a hundred pounds and he said if I can do it you can do it and I said okay let's do it 
So I did that, and there was a whole group of us back then, and there was uh, uh, Clark and uh, another one, and I'm sure, I'm sure you remember. And, of course, Roseanne was there, and there was uh, a whole one wonderful group of people. And I lost all my weight. I lost a, 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 a hundred pounds in, um, in a year, a little less than a year. And uh, I just gave this everything I had. Well, um, within a short time, uh, that marriage ended. Um, I was uh, uh, thin, and uh, all the uh, all the uh, uh, behavior of growing up as a kid of, uh, of uh, not expressing anger appropriately uh, separated my wife from myself, and uh, uh, we got divorced. And uh, that was a rough year. I was living out in. Uh, uh, I was uh, uh, I was um, living in, uh, what do you call it in, in house sitting in Pasadena and uh, that's where I had a place to stay and I was so depressed and here I was thin and I and I I, uh, I, I just wanted to die I felt alone and, and, and such a failure even though you know, and here, here I've been in, in Overeaters Anonymous this uh, this last year, and um, I tried to kill myself. I I, I made a suicide attempt by um, hooking up a hose to the car and, and doing it. And it was in the middle of summer, and it was so damn hot in the garage. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm waiting for these fumes to overtake me, and uh, it just ain't happening. And uh, um, I called my sponsor at the time, who was. Uh, I'll think of that guy's name, but uh, uh, Roseanne would remember him. But uh, he came over. He was working. And uh, he said, have you had lunch yet? And I said, no. He said, well, uh, what the hell? You can't kill yourself on an empty stomach. <laughs> he came over, and, uh, and we, had a, we had lunch together. And uh, he said, uh, you're going to go to a meeting tonight. And I went to a meeting, and I, I remember it was on... Uh, I said, I feel like hell. He said, it doesn't matter. And I went to a meeting that night, and uh, I think it was in Alhambra. And uh, the gal says, would you speak tonight? And uh, I said, no, I feel like hell. And she said, uh, you know, she said, uh, she asked me again anyway. I, I, I had learned enough that uh, to, do, to do what you're asked. And I spoke, and I just said exactly how it was. I said exactly how it was. Um, I got a, a postcard about three years later from a, a young girl that was in Israel at the time that uh, was there at that meeting. And she sent me a postcard uh, telling me how much that meant to her. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I'm thinking about the... Uh, running out of time, but uh, I tried a lot of different things uh, in in abstinence. And uh, abstinence has been a lot of different things for this uh, compulsive overeater. And I've done a, a lot of things, but I have just a few minutes left. And then... Oh, 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 it's, oh, 20 after. Well... <laughs> you know, I, I, I was thinking about uh, breaking up a little bit right here and trying to swallow, but I remember I, 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 oh, about 
uh, I'll jump around a little. Uh, about two years ago, I, I've kept my weight off pretty well uh, for all, the, all these years, up until about two years ago. Uh, and um, uh, just to f- fast forward, I, I moved to Santa Barbara. I left, uh, uh, I left L.A. Uh, around 89 and um, uh, moved up to Santa Barbara. I always wanted to live there. In fact, I heard somebody at a 12-step meeting uh, talk about um, you could live your dream and to uh, go after your dream. And uh, I believed them again. And so I always wanted to live in Santa Barbara, and I moved up there. And um, uh, I started a business. And uh, uh, after about uh, six, six months, I met... Oh, it was... No. After about six weeks, <laughs> I met a, a, a gal up there, and we, we, we went together for about a year and a half, and we ended up getting married. And uh, uh, we've been married now uh, 15 years. And it's a, it's a wonderful relationship. And it's, um, I always tell everybody, you know, just how it is, it's, it's good 85% of the time. Those 15%, man, it's hell. <laughs> and uh, I try to get out of Dodge if I can, you know, and let things cool off and then come back. But 85%, let's see, that's a B plus, not so bad. Not so bad, and it's pretty good. And uh, she's not in the program. She weighs 120 pounds, and uh, she's like a horse. <laughs> but uh, she's very, uh, very positive. Uh, she's supportive uh, with me in the program. But about two years ago, and uh, without, uh, without hitting myself over the head, without, but I have a disease called compulsive overeating, and I started uh, eating more than I, was, uh, than I needed. And about, uh, I, I put on about a pound a month for the last two years. And uh, I tried many different things. Uh, I tried, a couple of years ago, I tried uh, food addicts, anonymous, uh, food addicts, I forget what the hell it's called. And uh, I did pretty well for a very short time. But uh, I'll never forget, I was, uh, after you lose your weight, you know, they allow you to speak up at the podium uh, for a minute. And, uh, and uh, I asked, uh, oh, there was a, it was in a hotel, and I took a glass of water. And took, no, the secretary blew up. She said, you can't drink in food addicts. You can't drink water at a meeting. I said, well, uh, I'm not going to tell you what I said, but I said, <laughs> But, uh, you know, not to, knock, not to knock that because I'll tell you, it was helpful. It was helpful. But I always came back to Overeaters Anonymous, uh, the 12 steps and the 12 traditions, working, working steps, however, however faultingly. But I've had the same sponsor now for um, uh, eight, 19 years. Um, I moved up to Santa Barbara and I found them very soon. By then I had about five years uh, in... Um, in AA, uh, after four years of going to meetings uh, in Overeaters Anonymous um, uh, and going to AA meetings to strengthen my 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 OA program, um, I had to. Uh, uh, I realized that if I was to drink again, I was going to die. And I was periodic, and I would get to a certain place and I'd get drunk. 
and my last uh, my last drunk was uh, in a blackout. I don't remember driving home, but I did. I drove home from Westwood, and uh, um, uh, two days later, two days later, uh, uh, I had two glasses of uh, white wine. On, uh, went out on a date, and I was single at this time, and this is in the late '80s, and uh, I. Um, uh, got into another suicidal depression and uh, I wanted to kill myself at 3 o'clock in the morning and I had a pistol at my head and uh, like all good AAers do or OAers or whatever AA whatever A you are I called my sponsor at 3.30 and he said um, anyway he told me what I needed to hear he said you're probably an alcoholic and I went to my meeting uh, to an AA meeting the next night with a whole different attitude. What had happened to me is I stepped over that imaginary line. I thought I wasn't an alcoholic, but I had stepped over where uh, uh, I realized that for me to drink again, considering my makeup between Tim Leary and everything else, I, I, I realized I had a wheel loose in my shopping cart. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not one to, uh, to be able to take a, a drug like alcohol. And that's what it finally dawned on me, that alcohol is a drug. And I'm not playing uh, well enough. Uh, my mind, my brain cannot handle that kind of stuff. So uh, AA has been very wonderful for me uh, in conjunction. But my primary disease is food. And so getting back to it, uh, and I do have an AA sponsor, uh, Nikki, uh, Nikki knows uh, uh, we share, we, co- we co-sponsor each other at Overeaters Anonymous. He's got about... Uh, 20 or 25 years in OA and also in, in AA, and we get along pretty well. But uh, uh, getting back to this uh, two-year, uh, these last two years, putting on weight, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how much of it's denial and how much of it is uh, uh, disease, and like I say, I'm not going to beat myself up, but I got on the scale. Um, uh, an old sponsor of mine has had some success with Weight Watchers, he, uh, you know, he, he's been in OA all these years. Uh, Peter Smith, maybe you remember him. Peter's living up in Oregon, and he, he he took off about 30 or 40 pounds with Weight Watchers. And was, he said, well, "Listen, if whatever you're doing isn't working, they won't let you drink water and the other deal. Why don't you?" And uh, so, uh, about a month ago, I started going to Weight Watchers. I went back after all these years. In 35 years, <laughs> I got something in the mail today. They looked up in their archives. Like they found out, yeah, you are a lifetime member. <laughs> so, 35 years later, my gosh! But you know, it's so different. And I'm telling you this only because uh, this is my experience. This is what the, uh, you know. I've, I've been going about uh, three weeks now, a month, and I've lost about three pounds, and I'm happy about that, and uh, and I'm going in the right direction. What I have from from Weight Watchers is a food plan, and probably half of you have been there already. But uh, it's so different for me this time because I have my OA program. I have my, uh, you know, there's not a there hasn't been a day uh, in many many years. Or I haven't talked to somebody in the program at least once a day. Um, and uh, so that's where I'm at in my physical recovery today is I've got a food plan that's kind of working for me real well. And I know just what I need to eat today. And I don't have to really give it a whole lot of effort. And what's giving me, um, what's giving me my ability 
to um, stay on that food plan, I know, is um, our, uh, our step two, which is coming to believe. And um, I know that there's a power working in my life. And um, uh, I'll tell you uh, just what I told a newcomer to... Uh, I went to a morning meeting. I went to a morning meeting. Uh, it was an AA meeting. And this kid, he looked like, uh, you know, the proverbial dog trying to cross the, the Hollywood freeway at rush hour. He just, his eyes were rolling and he was so frightened. And uh, I told him, uh, you know... Uh, it's going to be okay. There's a power greater than, uh, than myself that uh, is carrying me all these years. And he'll continue to carry me. And uh, I'll just make myself as available as I can to him or her or it. But most of the time I don't know what it is. I was in a lot of self-judgment uh, about even coming here uh, today because uh, I'm not at my goal weight. And I thought about so much that I've been given over the years in Overeaters Anonymous uh, to go through um, mental, de- you know, going through depression many years, uh, dealing with divorce, uh, death in the family. Um, I had way showers uh, all along the way to show me uh, that um, this is a disease. I've watched people uh, put on weight. I've watched so many people uh, perish. Uh, from this disease and uh, uh, I'm still here and I've never left and I can't say what I'll, where, where I'll be you know maybe I'll become a, a Weight Watcher a star again and uh, say okay Overeaters Anonymous see ya I don't think so it's, uh, I've been doing this uh, a long time and this is my home I saw a little Jewish man uh, walking uh, to uh to shul this morning. He had his little skull cap on and uh, <coughs> he was walking uh, uh, there. He's a religious man. I don't know him personally, but I know that's where, where he was going. And I, and I said, uh, uh, good Shabbos. And we talked a little. He says, well, why don't you come? I said, it's not my, it's not for me. I, I, I've been there and done that. But uh, thank you for, for offering. He said, well, maybe you'll change your mind. Who knows? Maybe I will. But I have to tell you, um, in three minutes, uh, this is my church. This is where I get my my connection with a higher power. This is where I feel the presence of God uh, through you. Uh, the first word uh, of our step is uh, we, and uh, the third word of our first uh, step is we. So here we have two we's in the first step uh, of our twelve steps. And uh, I only discovered that myself uh, this last year. But it must mean uh, that uh, uh, we're meant to be with each other. We need each other. And none none of us, uh, I certainly didn't get here uh, alone. I've had so much help. And uh, um, I'm so glad that I overcame my fear of not being perfect and not being at full weight to be here today. Um, uh, my weight is uh, about 225 Uh, I don't know how realistic but anyway my goal is 175 and uh, that's where I'm um, uh, where I want to be and I'm going to do it uh, one day at a time and like that first sponsor told me one pound at a time and I'm going to do it with you 
and I never have to be alone ever again. So thank you for uh, listening. Oh, get a minute. Okay, the question was is how I uh, use the 11th step. And, uh, various, uh, various things. What I'm doing uh, lately, the last uh, year, last year, is I'm practicing mindfulness. And mindfulness is uh, a little different than meditation. But it's, I can do it at any time. I can feel the pressure of this podium on my palms right now. And I can uh, feel my feet on the, on, the, on the podium itself. I can feel a little uh, sweat on my palms. Um, and I can do this anytime, anywhere, um, particularly when my mind starts spinning. And I've been dealing with something the last uh, several weeks where my committee in my head won't stop. I don't take any uh, medications whatsoever. Uh, I've been that route, and uh, it's just the last uh, 12 or 14 years. I've, uh, it's just my path. It's not to have to uh, take any medications. Uh, I've exhausted that that that, uh, that way. I used to call it depression, so I don't call it that anymore. I call it um, a funk. So I've been in the funk for uh, some number of weeks, and what takes what helps me is this mindfulness of being in the here and now, being present, being right right here. And um, I'll, I'll start um, listening to my breath. And this will carry me. And being present, I know that this is the only place I can ever, um, ever be sure of. Because the past is gone, the future, I don't know what's going to happen. My mind would like to tell me a lot of things. It would like it would like me uh, sometimes to just uh, throw myself off a bridge, and I said, "Thank you for sharing." You know, practice some mindfulness and uh, get centered. So it's something I carry with me a, a lot, and I do out, do it throughout the day. And uh, yeah, it's a hell of a question. In fact, it's saving. <laughs> it's it's really uh, I need it more than ever. So thank you. Time for one more? Yes. And the question is, what is the hardest step? The hell of a question. <laughs> well, I, I'm guessing you're talking about the uh, the twelve steps and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It would have to be step two. Because, and the reason I say that is, I have such a lot of self-judgment at times, particularly when I go through these uh, periodic deals where my mind won't stop. It just will not stop. And I want to discount myself. And, um, and And then there's judgment in that. Well, if I really believed in God, if I really... Had a really had an understanding. If I really surrendered, if I really, you know, I wouldn't feel this way. 
and so that's my, I would say, step two is, is the one that uh, probably um, I have the most difficulty with at times. But then I'm able to always go back to step one, that I remember we, that I always, I always stay with you. I, uh, I've never left, and um, that's what's saved me all these years. So it's a hell of a question.